You know, I've been watching Antonio Brown's Instagram videos on mute. Mm-hmm. I figured that's what the beat sound like. <laughs> that guy's a trip, man. And no uh, more white woman in 2020? Yeah. Man, he can speak for himself. <laughs> wow. AB, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to the back show of the fade. I'm your host, James Johnson, joined by my partner in crime and my brother, and it's been a minute, by the way, but Joshua Samson, man, was yeah. good, man. Yeah, happy uh, Christmas Eve, man. Very yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. Happy uh, Christmas Eve to everybody, man. Yeah. And happy holidays, man. If we won't get back to it, hopefully we'll get back to y'all on another episode before New Year's as well. But um, if we don't, uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. And um, we hope you enjoy your families and all the good food and, and, and whatnot. About but let's not forget what Christmas is all about at the same time. So. Uh, that being said, um, me and Josh back after a long hiatus, man. I've been busy. The NFL has been kicking my behind. I'm ready for it to end, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, not just because of it's kicking my behind, but how it's going for my team, uh, which we'll actually, we got a topic that we're going to talk on that concerns the Jaguars as our last topic. But um, before we get into that, all of that, my man, Josh, uh, how's it going and um, what you been up to as of late, man? Hanging in there, man. I've been enjoying this football season. Not in terms of, like you said, I mean, both our teams have been, uh, or both of our professional teams have been, you know, mediocre, which I I could have predicted coming into mm-hmm. the season. But Me too. I ain't surprised, but I'm more so disappointed in my team. Yeah. Um, I was more so disappointed in my Hurricanes, but, you know, it's uh, first year under the new head coach. So, I mean, I'm not putting too much you know, stocking to anything that happened this year. I mean, we – the things that went on is exactly what our team – what I thought we would be, which is mediocre. I mean, we were high and we were low, but, mm-hmm. you know, a 6-6 six six record is exactly what your team is and, you know. But yeah, but more so on the this, – this has probably been one of the most in, entertaining pro seasons that I've um, – that I've actually wanted to sit down and, you know, watch, you Fans. know, j- more than just the Giants playing because there's been a lot of – the NFC race for the playoffs, and you know, every time the 49ers win or lose, they either go from the first spot to the fifth spot, or mm-hmm. you know, this whole thing with what I talked about in the intro. I mean, it seemed like a long time ago, you know, the whole AB fiasco. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I follow on Twitter and all that, but right, um, to each his own, right? Yeah, but that seems like I had to thought compared to what Lamar Jackson's done to this league, and I mean. <laughs> It's been it's been a fun time, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of like something I want to um, echo on that you said is yeah. In terms of watching the pro football season, like you said, I was our teams have sucked in that department. Uh, but yeah, I've been tuned in as well. Um, mostly because a little bit of a different reason, but because of, I got back into fantasy football this year. Oh and yeah, I, I'll, I, I'll, I took I'll, a year away yeah. from it. Well, two years away from it. And a part of me was like, I don't think I want to play fantasy football no more. But then Phil hit me up, and I was like, you know what? Let me get back in the game. Man. I was about to mention that. Congratulations, man! You, Thank you. You, you whipped my ass. <laughs> but for the, I, I feel like the Buffalo Bills right now. I, I keep getting, <laughs> I keep getting back to the championship, and I keep choking it. And uh, with Jim uh, Kelly, no, uh, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, it, man. It, it was a crazy football season in terms of that, bro. Like, yeah. 
I kept getting beat by um, Miss Janet. I got beat by her twice in the regular season. Oh, and wow. I was trying to avoid her in the playoffs. And oh. lo and behold, I had to play her in the, oh. in the first round. I gave her everything she could handle. <laughs> and then I'm, in the first round, <laughs> I, I barely beat her. Like, I beat her by, like, yards. That, not not even, like, a whole point, like, yards, bro. I was like, that, what, whatever, though. Yeah, man. Um, Like I say, I won that game by, like, a fraction of a point. It, would, it was, like, literally Alvin Kamara's last drive won me. Like, his last touch won me that game. Yeah. And then after that point, I was worried. I was like, oh, God, man. Like, I ain't going to have Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And then it hit me. I was like, man, Miles Sanders is kicking ass, bro. Yeah. So I was like, look, bro. And I'm, then then they were hungry, too, by the way. I was like, well, at least I get Miles Sanders on a game that they have to win. Mm-hmm. And it benefited me in that fact. So. I was more disappointed in the the performance of Deshaun and uh, DeAndre decided to go up against, uh, you know, they went down to Tampa Bay and they decided to not do shit. I mean, yeah, from the wildest that game, yeah. from the, uh, I watched the first quarter. I was like, man, uh, was it the first pass? Jameis threw was a pick six, mm-hmm. and then he turned around and uh, they got the ball on twenty yard line. <laughs> Good old Jameis, boy. <laughs> they kept giving the ball back to him. It just, yeah, bro. When I saw that, like, when I think you had seventeen points from them two combined. Yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh god! Like that just gave me all the flexibility. I knew I had margin for error. Yeah. Basically. Well, so I'm, I was I'm like, gonna... I took a chance on Chark, even yeah. though I probably shouldn't. But I was like, if it, if I if he don't give me no yardage, so be it. I thought I felt in my heart he was gonna go off, but he yeah. didn't. And I was like, if he don't, then I mean, like, look, man. Josh only got seventeen points from his quarterback and receiver. It ain't gonna kill me if right. he don't do shit. Yeah. But. You know, oh man, yeah, tough, tough. I mean, I've been through that, that too. I've been to a championship before. This is my first championship win, but right. I've been to a championship. And well, look, man, we gonna like I told Phil, we gonna new day rule this thing. He he, he don't count, but <laughs> you know, you win the championship, that means both of us hold a title belt. So man, there you go. Ain't nobody else won. Ain't nobody else in the championship. So there you go, man. Keep it in the yellow label family, man. <laughs> we basically it was at the finger poker doom with yeah yeah Kevin yeah. Nash's thump. Hogan in the chest and lay down for one, two, three. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. Keep it in the family. But yeah, um, man. that being said, we're gonna get into the topics at hand. A lot to talk about because it's been a while. Uh, but of course, we're gonna stick it stick to the topics that um, I guess I'll say the topics that have come about within like recently, the last week or so. And let me turn my phone off uh the roadcaster because y'all hearing me text and everything, but. Yeah, so we'll start with the bowl games because it is bowl season, almost draft season, which uh, that means me and Josh are almost coming up on the, the anniversary mark of the back shoulder fade because we started talking about draft content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we're we inching closer there. We're not quite there yet. Uh, I think around April we'll mark it somewhere, uh, maybe yeah, May. It was like, yeah, it was like a couple of weeks before the draft. Huh? So, yeah, I mean, at least we still going. I mean, we ain't been <laughs> consistent with it, but we ain't disappeared exactly either. So, yeah. we'll, we'll work on the consistency part. Uh, maybe we should make that like a New Year's resolution or some shit like that that people don't stick to, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that being said, um, we'll look at the bowl games or some bowl games in particular that we thought kind of stood out for us. Uh, I know Josh in particular wanted to talk about some of the ones um, on New Year's as I pull them up here. We just, well, the uh, ones we agreed on were the New Year's Day Bowls, right? Uh, right, the, right. The Big Four, well, they're not the Big Four anymore, considering that the Peach Bowl is part of the college football playoff now, but. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So um, was uh, was the Citrus Bowl one of them? Michigan and Alabama. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll, I guess we'll start with that. Um, tons and tons of prospects, at least on Alabama side. And Michigan got some people too. Yeah. Uh, Shea Patterson come off the top of my mind, and it's others there, of course, mm-hmm. that's entering the j- draft. I think actually he may be going to the Senior Bowl. He's, I think a, he he's, a, he's a senior, right? Yeah. So it's I think either, he accepted it, his invite. Is is it him or is it? McCaffrey is it well McCaffrey's the uh, the one quarterback that's up under him but um because I know McCaffrey lost his job to passing um when passing when he transferred from Ole Miss right right I'm finna look that up real quick to make sure we have some clarity on that this remind me it kind of clouded I, I thought before that Michigan and Alabama had played and they did they played like five years ago if I'm not mistaken to open up you know on the um I think it was the Georgia Dome back then. I don't think it was the Mercedes Benz at that time, but right. they opened up the season. You know, the Chick Fil A Kickoff Classic. Right. And, you know, Michigan, of course, they came out and underachieved. Well, of course, I was Alabama at that strongest. I mean, they put their ass whooping on Michigan, but Michigan um, didn't help themselves either, though. Yeah. So I but mean, this, that's kind of been a thing with John too. Harbaugh yeah. is it Jim? Is John or Jim? Jim's in the yeah Jim's at Michigan. John's in the okay. So yeah, Jim Harbaugh, yeah. that's kind of been a thing. He's kind of underachieved. Don't like, bro. It's crazy because he's a good, he's a damn good NFL pro coach. He's better yeah. with grown men than he is with people that he can recruit and yeah. people that are more uh, moldable, if you will, in, in terms of young men. Well, he's still he's still pulling recruits in Michigan. He just hasn't been able to, you know, put a uh uh. Uh, competing product on the field mm-hmm. every every week. I mean, right. this uh, pretty, they, they lost to Illinois this uh, year, right? If I'm not I think mistaken. so. Would, yeah, yeah. They always seem to uh, lose to teams that they shouldn't, and of course, they always lose to Ohio State, which I can't even remember the last time Michigan has beaten Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Which is that's that's not that's just not uh, Harbaugh. That's I can't remember the coach who came before him, but was it Hope that came before Harbaugh? Bra- yeah, Brady Hope. Yeah, it? yeah, I think. I mean, so. they, I mean, it's been a while since they even been able to, to be close with Ohio State, other than that a game two years ago where they I think they stopped them on fourth down, but the rest gave it to him anyway. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting for for that matchup. I mean, Alabama's they they've been licking their wounds. I mean, they've. They taking some pretty good shots from Auburn and LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna see if they're motivated or not, because you, know, you know, yep, you know, how Alabama is in bowl games. They mm-hmm. they try to use that excuse, oh, we weren't, they didn't make it to the playoffs, so we weren't motivated. Right. Well, well, we're gonna see this year, right? Because I'm pretty sure Harbaugh's still hungry for a signature win. Um, so we're gonna see. Yeah, do you know if any of that players gonna sit for bowl games? I don't know. Didn't what wasn't it Judy that said he's gonna play no matter what? Uh, it might have been. Yeah, wasn't it Judy that said, you know, he don't see no problem in him not playing in the, in, in the bowl game. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I like that he's playing. At the same time, I understand the young men that want to protect themselves and avoid, you know, a catastrophic situation like uh, was it Jalen Smith did it with Notre Dame? Yeah. You know, I can understand them want to, you know, but I mean, but, it worked out for Jalen in the end. Uh, but some some of these cats, though, man, it's, I mean, if you want, like, if you go on fifth round, you precarious, man. Like, yeah. why are you? I mean, like, I, I still understand it. Like, you want to save the little bit of clout that you got, and, you know, save the little bit of stock that you got. But some of these players, man, you know, right? Yeah, like if you a fifth, sixth round, seventh round pick, yeah. 
what is there to really lose? I don't know if it's that much of a discrepancy between fifth round money and undrafted yeah. free agent money. Yeah. And I mean, like, in a way, like, when you become that low in the draft, when you talk a fifth, sixth, seventh round, in a way, you want to go undrafted. Yeah. Because you get to choose where you want to go. That's true. And people kind of, it's like a recruiting race for you. Like, yeah. if people saw that you were supposed to, you were supposed to be drafted mm-hmm. and you become an undrafted free agency uh, or an undrafted free agent, it puts up a, basically a bidding war for you. Yeah. But Alan Lazard, prime example. Yeah. You know, we picked him up. Um, and then the Packers eventually got him, but you know, I was, I was watching. Um, I think I was watching College One Fifty. You remember the documentary we talked about how mm-hmm. they were going to do the uh, do the whole college football season? They talked about um, college versus pro and how some co- how some Heisman. Well, you know, it's basically the Heisman curse. How a lot of Heisman uh, winners didn't go on to have successful um, yeah. NFL careers. And it made me think about I me. Mean, Eric Crouch is, is one that goes. I mean, that's about. That's, I think that's like 2001. He won the Heisman mm-hmm. for Nebraska. And I don't even think he made. I don't even think he made it to the league. Well, I don't think he even got to play a down in the league. Right. Because he got well, he got drafted by the Rams. That was around the time Kurt Warner came from the Arena Football. But right. Um. I can't remember who said it. It wasn't in the College 150 documentary, but I remember somebody coming up with the idea that they should just get rid of the draft. Like mm. totally, like all together, right? And just have, and it'd be like recruiting, like when kids go from college to, right? I mean, kids go from high school to college, so they can pick where they want to go, yeah. Because some of these, because a lot of, um, I think that's what's stunting some some players' growth. Like when we were talking about, uh, what's the quarterback's name, Mariota. Mm-hmm. When Mariota got, yeah, he got drafted into the wrong offensive scheme, right? And the guy, <laughs> the guy put up. The guy was a Heisman winner. He was right. dominating, and he got put into, he got dragged into a system that he really couldn't strive in. Yeah, that's interesting. That yeah. would be interesting. I mean, like, and I mean, like, a lot of people would be like, "Well, that'll kind of, you know, that'll kind of, that might not work out." But when you think about it, like, it's not like people will be. You only get fifty three slots on the team. It's not like right. everybody gonna feel like, "Oh, well, the Patriots are the champions. Yeah. Let's go to the Patriots." Well, the Patriots don't have a lot of slots open for right. people to be replaced on their mm-hmm. roster. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like everybody can go to the same team anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, like, if anything, like, you might see a case where some of these guys are choosing to go to a bad team, but they know they'll get exposure there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? In some cases. Yeah. Um. So you know that that'll make things interesting from that perspective. But yeah. I mean. For the NFL, we all know we don't even got to go into details with how the owners and their mindset as owners are, and you know they would never fall for a non-draft. You know, I mean, but look, man, a non-draft situation. But look, in the end, it might be something that changed the game and make it better because yeah. they need to find innovative ways to yeah. uh, keep football uh, not only competitive but you know, you know, prolong the game of football because, you know, with all of this stuff with CTE and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. a lot of people think the future of football is uncertain. You know, doing something like that, shaking it up like that might prolong the game's uh, tenure yeah. uh, down the road. But, you know, like I say, you got stubborn owners in the league that probably will never fall for that and they want to control everything. You know, like it, we know how they are. But yeah. I, I think it would be interesting, to be honest with you. Maybe not, you know, maybe – Maybe like the first two rounds, teams get to pick who they want to pick, and then you know maybe the draft right. would be so long, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say go to about round four or five, mm-hmm. and then like six and seven. Yeah, cancel out six and, because years and years ago, long time before our time, you know, they had 
eight, nine, and tenth rounds or something like that. You and know, because Kenny McCardell was like a, a eighth or ninth round pick or something yeah. like that. Something yeah, it like used that. to be. Well, baseball is even longer, but it used to be like baseball, where mm-hmm. it's like, um, I can't remember. I think baseball is twenty rounds. Or something like that. It, it might be a little lower than that, but. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to fill out their minor league rosters and all yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, that's another thing is the NFL needs a minor league. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, well, one that's going to sustain itself other than the. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't trust the XFL <laughs> either. The AAF. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Well, I can't remember what it was. I just know they ran out of money. <sighs> I'm, yeah. I'm scared for the XFL to be honest with you, bro. Yeah. I mean, I I hope they learned their lesson, man. Yeah. I hope they. I hope Big Man, you know, took what it, mistakes he made. Mm-hmm. I missed, he he usually doesn't make the same mistake twice. That's true. Yeah, in his business ventures. So I mean, hopefully learn. Hopefully, you know, because I want to see it succeed. And you know, I need more than the NFL, especially if it's going to be in the all season. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, so yeah, that was one that was on our mind. Uh, Oregon and Wisconsin is that one of them? Oh yeah, that uh, um, the Rose Bowl. Um, oh yeah, that's a rematch of the. I mean, that's one of the most underrated uh, matchups from. I can't remember the exact year, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a rematch from. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this when Oregon brought out the uh, the chrome helmets. Like I think this is the first time they wore the chrome helmets. Really? Yeah. Um, they went up against was. I'm. I don't know if Russell Wilson was in that was playing for Wisconsin at that time, but he may have been. But it was the, one of the most. Underrated Rose Bowls of all time, and it's and I'm excited to watch that again. I mean, you got um, Herbert going against Jonathan Taylor, which I think is the best. I mean, you know, uh, Dobbins and uh, Kuda and um, Etn, but I think Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the in the nation. So, yeah, I like him. I like yeah, him. I'm excited. Lot. I'm excited to see him on national stage because Wisconsin really don't come on TV like that, but. Yeah, oh. I mean they they be on TV, but they're boring anyway. Right, yeah. right. They don't captivate you. Which yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fine with like you know I I me and you talked about this. I'm fine with old school football. I'm fine yeah. with new school football. It don't really bother me either way. But um yeah, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, um he gonna enter the game with damn near two thousand rushing yards. I think he's already got it, don't he? And well, ESPN saying one thousand nine hundred and nine. Oh, oh, yeah, he's getting that. Yeah. So yeah, man, which is ridiculous in itself. And like you said, Justin Herbert, who may be going to the Senior Bowl, um, I don't think he's made a decision on that. Mm-hmm. And I think it might depend on um, who he chooses as like his uh, representative, as his agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I would strongly advise that he go. Um, and you know, a lot of typically injuries don't happen i don't i think i remember one tough injury in the senior bowl that was aaron colvin from uh oklahoma and he still ended up getting drafted third in the third round and having a good career with the jags he kind of sucked with the texans but that's the only one i remember man like and it happened at practice but it's a controlled environment the game they ain't trying to take each other head off either you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like because they know like they're looking out for each other they know so if I was Herbert, I would go. I mean, yeah. and I've seen the case where the Senior Bowl not going to the Senior Bowl uh, hurt some people. So maybe he needs to look into that. We'll see. But yeah, like you say, two of the top offensive weapons in college football going against each other, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think if I had to choose, though, I think I'll go with Oregon. Um, I, I wouldn't ex- exactly expect them to put up a godly amount of points. Because of um, the running back on the other side of the ball. I think, you know, 
Wisconsin can slow them down by running the ball and pounding it. As we saw with Auburn, we talked about it earlier in the mm-hmm. year. That's the way you beat Oregon. Mm-hmm. Impose your will. We all know Wisconsin got three probably draftable offensive line prospects because mm-hmm. they always do. Mm-hmm. And that's the way – I mean, they should take that SEC approach and keep the ball out of Oregon's hands, out of Herbert's hand in particular – uh, because, you know, if the, the more you give that offense opportunities, it can get out of hand. That's typically how Oregon beat people is offense. Well, well they've been the people, uh, people a lot with their defense this year. I mean, they almost did it against Auburn, you know, until mm-hmm. they decided to, uh, you know, take their foot off the gas pedal. But, right. Um, Oregon hasn't really been that, you know, that put up 70 points a game offense that they – Yeah, that, like under Chip Kelly or whatever the case may be. Even, yeah. Well, Frost still there, is he? Who? Or is it, who who's their coach now? It's uh, it's not, not strong. It's um, is it Herzog? Is that his name? Yeah, I think yeah, that's him. Like that. I think that's him. But um, yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm excited to see that because it's not the same Oregon offense. They they got a, I mean they still have they still do running back by committee and of course Herbert's throwing the ball all over the field. So mm-hmm. two is still really two contrasting styles. I'm I'm excited to see what. Oregon's defense, how they going to handle Jonathan Taylor. So Yeah, yeah, I think the senior bowl would benefit Herbert for real. Uh, and this this bowl game will as well. Yeah. But even if he doesn't have the best bowl game, he could go to the senior bowl. You get, you know, close-ups from coaches. You get to speak and, and do interviews with staffs and stuff. Sometimes that stuff leads to an impression, a big-time impression. And if you're a top-10 pick like he's projected to be, most people think he'll be in the top-10, yeah. you can – make your way into the top five or make somebody trade up for you, jump that top 10 pick, which is the charges, I believe who that's what most people expect them to go like just in mock drafts, but you never know, mm-hmm. uh, but he can really help himself. I mean, I think a prime example, not necessarily to Herbert's extent, but in terms of making yourself a name at the senior bowl, prime example is Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Nobody really, I mean, people in, uh, Pullman knew about him in Washington because he was basically a cult-like figure there and became the same a little bit in the NFL. But what people really uh, – when when, it, when coaches and, and scouts really started to catch on to him was at the Senior Bowl. Everybody – the word you hear all the time is his moxie, his uh, demeanor, mm-hmm. his confidence, how he run the huddle. They paid deeply attention to that. And the Jaguars eventually got an interview with him. It wasn't at the senior ball. I think it was at the combine. But that might have, you know, that might have trickled into them getting that interview. They're like, okay, maybe it's something to this kid we need to talk about with him. Let, let's bring him in for an interview at the combine. The rest is history. And who knows, Gardner Minshew, I mean, if the Jags don't draft a quarterback, Gardner Minshew might be starting next year. Because you almost feel like it can't be Nick Foles, and they're going to try and their best with Coughlin gone. They're going to try their best to get him off their hands. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think Herbert uh, should um, – I think he could have a good game again. A lot depends on the the approach Wisconsin takes in that game. So um, I think it'll be interesting nonetheless. Uh, let's see what we got here. It's about Minnesota-Auburn. Minnesota and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, Two teams that ruined uh, – Playoff aspirations. Uh, I think <laughs> Minnesota ruined Penn State's right, and Auburn ruined Alabama's for whatever playoff hopes they had. Um, yeah, I'm excited for both teams. I mean, Auburn is or Auburn trying to kind of drop the ball a couple times this year, especially. I mean, they should have beat Florida. I don't, I don't. I mean, a lot of teams should have beat Florida. Got beat a lot of teams 
that they shouldn't have got away with beating with. And Auburn was one of them, if I can recall. I remember watching that game. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I said this on Twitter. I'm so glad Georgia did not lose it. I'm, I'm disappointed by the season. At the same time, I'm not because they just injured too. A part of it is. Yeah. But one thing I could not stomach. I wasn't even really that upset about making the playoffs. Granted, the circumstances they went through, but I could not stomach them losing to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I think Auburn should have that kind of same like bitter taste in their mouth yeah. as a result, too. In my opinion. Uh, well, Florida, it, Florida's schedule is interesting because they didn't really beat anybody. Like, I mean, they lost the games that everybody projected them to lose, and um, they won the games they were projected to win. Like, it, they really didn't. They didn't give. Uh, I mean, they didn't. They had no chance against LSU. Um, they, you know, y'all were projected to beat Florida, and they. I mean, there's no standout win on Florida's schedule. I mean, granted, you know, they still. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, they beat teams. They well, let's not even talk about Florida. We're talking about Auburn and yeah, 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 Minnesota. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's uh, get on them boys. Minnesota was. Really, my sleeper picked to make the playoffs, and I figured they were gonna sneak in the back door, you know, go to the Big Ten, and you know, beat Ohio State and make it to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. you know, they kind of tailed off in the end, and they they lost a who did they lose? It wasn't oh, they beat Penn State, so they lost. Was it they lost to Wisconsin? Right? I'm who not mistaken. Minnesota. I think so. Yeah, they lost to Wisconsin. Yeah, and I was you know I was picking them. It was either them or Baylor, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. They got to play um, Georgia, who we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Minnesota's been my favorite team to watch this year, other than, uh, well, I guess they've been my only favorite team to watch because <laughs> I can only stomach so much of uh, watching Miami games. So right, yeah, I don't know the status of who uh, is going to play for Auburn because they do got some some top tier names on there. Derrick Brown, most notably. Yeah, they're two big uh, defensive linemen, right? And Nick Cole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cole isn't playing from what I've read, um, but Brown, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's undetermined for him. Uh, but, I mean, he's going to be a top 10 pick anyway, yeah. regardless. Um, I don't I don't know if he can necessarily – I mean, then again, I don't know, man. He could pull off a – he's kind of – he kind of plays a premium position. He can – he can if he can have a good bowl game, yeah, he can crack – go from top eight to top five if he feels like that is – worth the jump you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah you know and i don't know that that's that drastic of a difference but when you're talking about top 10 picks yeah every little pick you can jump is is worth the a shot you know if if you feel like it's worth uh risking injury so yeah we'll see um i think uh who's another good um prospect on on the offensive end bo nix or yeah yeah bo nix is somebody to watch of course i don't know well, he's only a freshman. Yeah, but yeah. but still, like he, I mean, he's a key player in the game yeah. for for Auburn at least. I, well, I'm worried about what Auburn's gonna do because uh, they got um, Minnesota's got three six four six five receivers, mm-hmm. and they, I can't remember the quarterback's name, but they're gonna throw the ball all over the field. Yeah, they're gonna give Auburn you know everything they can handle. Through that, yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. I think they might uh, for Auburn again going back to slowing down the game, like you said. Mm-hmm. They might want to slow down the game because, you know, the opposition going to throw the ball well, around. Uh, what, what is his name? Jertavius uh, White? Is mm-hmm. it? They running back? Yeah. I believe um, 
Yeah, he might be a key part of this game, um, especially if you don't want to get involved, like you said, in one of them kind of shootout type of deals. Well, that, that was the that was Minnesota's Achilles heel against Wisconsin. I mean, of course, you know mm-hmm. Wisconsin had Jonathan Taylor, but um, they really they have a real hard time stopping the run. Which yep. you know, if Auburn gets on a roll, you know it's it's really hard. And I don't care who you are; it's really hard to stop Auburn once they get in that you know hurry up offense and they're going right. you know they're clicking just like that. Yeah. And before you know it, you're down fourteen, and you know you ain't got that much time left. So, yeah, yeah, they are a very momentum driven team. Yeah. Uh, man, they. I mean, if I could recall, a lot of their games they won off of good momentum. You know, yeah. like putting their foot on the pedal and not easing up, or uh, you know, putting their foot on the pedal at the right moment to end the game, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Um, definitely, we'll be watching that. Uh, let's see here. We got Georgia and Baylor, the mm-hmm. Sugar Bowl. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, going back to what you said about Alabama, concern about Georgia. You know, wanting to play hard in this game, we well, talked about that with Texas. It's kind of a rewind. They're going against another Texas team, mm-hmm. so we'll see if you know what what kind of mindset they have going into the game. I mean, like for us to keep praising Kirby Smart, like I understand. Look now, I understand. Like when you when you talking about Kirby and winning a national, you know, I don't really understand people being upset with him from that perspective because really we haven't. Since the playoffs have been a thing in college football, only what two coaches have won it? Well, two or three coaches have won it. It's been more than it's been more than I, I know it's, of course Saban. It's been Ohio State, Alabama, and Okay. Uh, okay, and, uh, but Clemson. bottom line is a handful of coaches have, you know, have only been able to make it. So like you know, the odds I mean, yeah, Georgia in terms of recruiting, they should. I can understand that part of it, but, but listen, like it's now that I just thought about it, it's really hard to win the, the national championship. Now. Yeah, exactly. It's, Even I mean, you, with you, the right recruiting class. You, I mean, you got to play two of the top four teams in the span of, what, seven days, ten yeah. days, something like that? And it's, it's 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 so, I mean, especially when you got Saban and, and Dabo who are not afraid of anybody. Right, right. So, I mean, it's just. Especially when you ran a gauntlet, too, by the way, by yeah. going, you just played the SEC. Yeah. It ain't like you coming into the thing in perfect health. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you're right. Like, it's just, it's I mean, extremely difficult. It's, it's not it's not like the BCS where, you know, your last game, when's the SEC, like the first week in December or something, something like, like that, right? Yeah. It's not like back in the BCS where you play your championship game, you got a whole nother month. Yeah. Before you play, you know, before you play the national championship, you got a whole month to prepare for your opponent. You got to, I mean, it's, I mean, it's different. Yeah. It's it's more about a culture and, and more about, you know, expect, expect to see the win. And right. I mean, you I mean, Sweeney, uh, Dabo's done it before. Saban's done it before. It's almost a routine. Like, they just, you yeah, know, they're they, from they, a different breed, too, yeah, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, a coach. Yeah, they know what to do and they know right. the players know what to expect. I mean, uh, you know, the Alabama players would did they did they actually complete that where like every um every class won a national championship? Did they do that? Or um I don't know. That's what, a good what, question. What, I'm e- sure what, they were close if not. E- either or they were close. Right. That I mean that speaks volume enough that they were almost able to do that. I don't know if they did it or not, but mm-hmm. um Georgia is I think that's the only thing holding Georgia back is they did haven't been they've only been once and that was right. what, what, twenty five years ago? <laughs> yeah, with yeah. 88, 89, something like it that. It was like it was like eighty four, something like that. I can't remember. Um, but it's it's it's, it's hard to, to get over that hump. I mean, right. it's, it's hard for Oklahoma that they haven't 
they haven't been there in a while. That's why they can't, you know. That's true. So it's it's, it's especially hard now. It's, it's even harder to win a national championship when you got to play two top four teams within the span of 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, like you said, in a sense, they have made it harder than the old AP poll or the, the college poll mm-hmm. format that they used to use. Yeah. Uh, in a way, they made it a little bit more difficult on yeah. teams. Um, so, yeah, but with Georgia, man, um, Jake from, we on, I guess, it, is he a senior or a junior? Junior. Junior. Not- so it might, it could be his last game. I don't think he decided yet. I ain't yeah. heard nothing about him deciding. Um, I mean, I ain't really been all that impressed with him Me uh, this year. Um, and I think he's really like, really, to be honest with you, he's hurt his draft stock. Um, I, I think he needs to have a good game. And even if he has a good game, I don't know that he's going to uh, go top one or two rounds in the draft, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's too much talent above. Yeah, maybe third. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've seen some third round projections, but. Uh, this year did not do him any favors. Um, in a way, I'm I'm kind of ready to see what else we have at the quarterback position. Uh, but that's a key thing to watch here, Jake from and uh, you know how he plays in this game. Um, of course, we're gonna be without our uh, Blaylock is eight towards ACL mm. against LSU. Um, the other kid, Cager, um, is out for the year because he he had ankle surgery. Yeah. So, you know, this is a game where Georgia, Georgia doesn't have their receivers. Um, but we'll see uh, how, how they fare. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, I think DeAndre might play, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't heard anything about him sitting out. Uh, we'll see. If he doesn't play, they, they're screwed, basically. Uh, Andrew Thomas, mm-hmm. another person to watch, obviously going like in most projections I've seen, he going like top five. So, he don't really, in my opinion, he don't really have a reason to play because he's not falling out of the top five. I mean, you talk about a 325-pound tackle, 6'5"-ish or upwards. Like, he's proven all he's – I mean, DeAndre Swift resume speaks for him. Uh, Nick Chubb resume speaks for him. I think it was there when Chubb was there. And all yeah. of these running backs that have come, you know, before, uh, before Swift as well. So, really nothing he could prove there. To be honest with you, so I wouldn't be shocked to see if him if he said if that's even a thing right now. But yeah. um, now on Baylor's end, man, like I, I love Matt Raul, man. I love the culture that he's built everywhere he's went. I like what he's learned from the. I mean, I'll be he only spent one year in the NFL as an offensive line assistant, I think, uh, with Tom Coughlin in New York. Which uh, that's a that's a key thing to look at here, man. Matt Raul is a highly recruited name in the NFL circles. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if this is going to be his last game, but the NFL wants him. He's one of the rare coaches that may want to go to the NFL. Most of them don't like – it's like, look, man, you can – Shad Khan can go get Nick Saban and put him on his yacht, and you still probably ain't getting him from Alabama. Same for Dabo. You know, I mean, eventually, though, I think Dabo's going to have to leave mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, he, he, it's just gonna come a time where he's just done it all. And so, I mean, Nick Saban has done it all, but I think Nick Saban is okay with doing it all and staying in Alabama. But uh, yeah, like Matt Raul, man, like I love the culture he's built, um, offensive mind. Uh, I forget the, what's that quarterback name. I know they went through like three quarterbacks this year. That's why I'm, I'm blanking out. On yeah, it. 
But they went through three quarterbacks this well, they, year. They went through three quarterbacks in the in the uh, in the Big Twelve championship game, didn't they? Like really? Yeah, I think that starter Damn. that starter got hurt. The backup got hurt. They, that's why. That's why I was kind of praying for that to happen. That they beat Oklahoma with a third string quarterback. So yeah, that, yeah. Can you imagine the egg on Oklahoma's and the, and, face? And the guy, the third string. Oh, he could throw the ball now. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he, he was sling, he was slinging the ball all over the field. Man. That's why Georgia should be concerned, man. Yeah. Because uh, me and you talked about this. Like Georgia is extremely it's it's crazy now. They're extremely disciplined on defense, man, and they play the gaps well. They are fundamentally sound as any team you find. I think they were like second in yards allowed total on the year, man. Like the crazy thing about it though is they did all of this with limited pass rush. Yeah, we we were talking about that early in the year. They just don't have a pass rush, man. And the way Baylor play football, you probably gonna need to rush the pass, and that that concerns me too. Alongside Georgia's uh, mindset going into this game because it's a playoff game as well. But yeah, man, like don't be shocked if Oregon uh, or, or I'm sorry Baylor beat the brakes off us. To be honest with you, uh, I would hope Georgia want to keep it competitive. If they lose, yeah. they need to win it. But if they lose, I, I would hope they keep it competitive. But that Baylor team. Under the tutelage of Matt Raul, uh, scares me against a Kirby Smart team that well, we've seen in bowl games before. Well, well barring that second half collapse against the first time they played Oklahoma, and this team's supposed to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they don't have, they, well, they, they had injuries earlier in the year, too, at quarterback, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I can't recall. I don't I know if you remember. But it, I, I think injuries may have hurt them down the line before. The game we, me and you, was just talking about. I think. Andrew well, they, well, they were undefeated, but no, nobody was really paying attention to them. I mean, yeah, because they, were, yeah, they, and they coming off a, a, a big mess with what was it, Bryles, Art Bryles, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So people like, oh, they won't be on their feet for a while. Yeah, but like at the same time, like people, it's only it's only been like two years. Yeah, yeah. That that's a testament to Raul, man. So uh, we'll we'll see how that game goes. Um. I don't know who they got as favorites on there. They got Georgia's favorites um, by uh, two forty on that one. So, you know, Vegas believes Georgia's is gonna uh, is gonna win, but they don't know Georgia like I do. All right, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if y'all want to. Y'all might want to uh, look at the spread on it and make you some money and and, you know, and vote in favor or or uh, put in one in favor of Baylor on that one. Who knows? But uh, let's see. I'm trying to see. Any prospects that I may have missed on that game that I wanted to talk about? I think we're good there. We can move on. Uh, any other New Year's games that you want to talk about? Was that it? Well, that's all that's playing on New Year's, but um, right. I was looking at the schedule, and I want to watch – I didn't get to see this, but um, I want to watch this Kentucky and Virginia Tech game. Um, Lynn Bowden, the, the converted wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who, who <laughs> converted the quarterback because – I forgot Terry Wilson got hurt, but um, do it all, bro. <laughs> the man went for. I was watching it. I was watching uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but they. I think they lost their, their backup quarterback, so they had to move him to the wire. I mean, the quarterback Dang. from wide receiver, and uh, he ran for like he. I think he ran off for almost three hundred yards against Louisville as a quarterback. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, seeing that on Sports Center. Yeah, yeah I want. I, I, I want to check that out because. Um, I want to see if he can do that against the Virginia Tech defense. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, Florida, yeah, Florida Virginia, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I would love to see Virginia win that. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anything to see Florida lose, you you right about that, my brother. Um, that's about it. Other than the playoff games, I mean, th- th- I'm more excited. I wasn't even interested last year because wasn't Notre Dame in it, and you know I don't think anybody watched that game. Uh, I don't think so either. Not the, not the championship game, but it was Clemson and Notre Dame, and I don't think anybody watched that because everybody was assuming right New Clemson was going to win. But I want to see um, Clemson on Ohio State, which I don't think we've seen that matchup. Uh, mm, no, I don't think so either. And LSU and Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and we'll talk about it um, on a podcast. I guess we'll do it after Christmas pod or something like that. We should probably do a Black Friday pod, Black Monday pod for the NFL, because we all know people gonna be getting fired. Unfortunately, <laughs> no people. I won't say unfortunately because you don't never want to root for nobody to get fired, but like they, we need changes, and yeah. they ain't happening for us. Which yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. This ain't we. We're not gonna get into those guys today. <laughs> okay. Um. So another topic uh, that's been buzzing on Twitter: Marshawn Lynch is back. Yeah. Bike. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch's bike dog And uh, yeah Beast Mode is back in the Seattle facility Which is crazy in itself Because you know we've heard all the stories and, and all the things about How people left on bad terms with Carol And you know like yeah. Earl Thomas Giving him the finger before he left And yeah. Richard Sherman um, You know hinting at some not so Kind things about the culture there I guess if you will Yeah. Uh, so that shocked me I thought Marshawn Lynch might be a part of that mold that didn't want to go back or whatever. Huh? Yeah. But as we all know, Marshawn Lynch is Marshawn Lynch. He does what he wants to do. <laughs> uh, evidently, he's patched up things with Pete Carroll. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Seahawks had a lot of injuries at the running back position, which made them – I mean, at this point, it's, it is kind of smart to call on – somebody that you know and somebody that's familiar with the system as opposed to somebody that isn't because you're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like Pete, I think it was Pete Prisco was like, that That move confused me because Marshawn Lynch is old. Well, you, I mean, granted what they gone through at the running back position, they pretty beat up there. And you don't just want to just put in just anybody there that don't know the system. I mean, I guess maybe you find somebody off a practice squad, but I mean, why not Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. Somebody who has been to the playoffs, by the way, with the Seattle Seahawks, but um, yeah. What well, I want to know your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I was kind of surprised too because I thought he retired. So I mean, Me I thought it was a uh, past Gronk situation where you know Gronk had a certain time to uh, put in to come back. But I thought you know he was retired from the Raiders, right? I mean, he didn't even. Yeah. He retired last. Well, he technically they did it. They release him, or I mean, did I he just think? He might have been on a one-year deal, yeah, and he didn't come back. Don't quote me on that, though. Oh, so he just, like, he didn't retire. He just became a free agent right. and just went off into the sunset. But right. he didn't technically retire. Right, right, because right. he never, he never, you know, had, had a retirement ceremony, right. if you will. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a, I don't know how much of, um, I guess he's he's going to be some kind of a running game. Uh, that I don't know how much of a impact he's going to have but yeah that being that far removed from football yeah, yeah. but with the re- the receivers the the uh well i guess we didn't even talk about josh gordon but the receivers that seahawks have now and the you know russell's gonna need some kind of stability i mean that is i mean given that they have dk and tyler lockett but mm-hmm. the seahawks identity is you know running the football yeah. Yeah. you know hitting hitting you in the mouth and 
getting six, seven yards a carry. So, right. I, I, yeah, and I, what was it? Chris Carson, Chris Rashad, Carson, Penny, and Procise. Well, they signed Procise, right? Is Procise hurt too? I think he hurt too. He parted. Well, who, who's uh, the other guy that they signed? Because it's uh, Robert Turbin. Okay, yeah, that's the yeah, other he guy. He used that, to be yeah, in the yeah. backfield with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, now, I think yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking about. So yeah. they brought Turbin and uh, Marshawn back. So I mean, we'll see. Um, I hope if they go on a run, they keep him on the team and he get another uh, get a ring with them, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what I like. I, I'm hoping it's not one of those deals where you know we advance to the playoffs. Oh. Um, Penny and or, or whoever else is hurt, Carson and Procise, they're fine now. We can let you and Turbin go. Like I yeah. want them to. Well, Carson's out for the season. Isn't he? Yeah, 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 he, he uh, out for the season. Yeah. He on IR. Um, so yeah, we'll see, man. Um, I just, I mean, Marshawn Lynch has provided the NFL and us fans with plenty of good content, and I, I would hope that's going to be the case heading into the postseason, man. Yeah. Like, you can't help but root for the season. I don't think nobody. Aside from people that's in that division, dislike the uh, Seahawks. I, don't, I never heard anybody say, "Oh, I can't stand the Seahawks." Well, I know one person, and you, you know who I'm talking about. Who that is? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about off that off there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't think uh, nobody really got a problem with the Seahawks, and everybody do want to see like Marshawn Lynch on that team, and the, at least the moments he's going to provide in terms of content. But uh, we'll see how that goes with them. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, the playoffs, of course, which we just talked about, uh, are going on. Where are we gonna do the playoffs? Yeah, we we're gonna talk about like the surprises and um, the NFC right NFC race, I guess, and AFC. Yeah. So I mean, looking at the picture right now, I just go and just run it down the line, uh, real quick. So for the um, the top seed. It looks like we got the Ravens and then the Patriots. This is the AFC, of course. Mm -hmm. And then you also have. It's, uh, it's Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, right? Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, uh, Texans. Right. And then the Bills locked in the fifth seed. And mm -hmm. the only one that's undetermined is the Titans. Who they? I mean, well, the sixth seed. The Titans hold that right now. Yeah, it's All they got to do is win. Yeah, it's Titans, Raiders, and Steelers, right, if I'm not mistaken. Titans. Steelers and Raiders, if okay. you're doing it by yeah, order, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the Steelers are the seventh seed on the outside looking in. Right. Raiders are the eighth seed on the outside looking in. Um, and the Raiders need a lot of help, by the way. But when you look at what they need, like it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they can get in there. To be honest with you, yeah. Like this might be the first time in years I've seen like a scenario where the eighth seed actually has a decent shot at like getting help from the other teams. Mm -hmm. Um, that. They need help from. Usually, it's some kind of crazy scenario. Yeah, where, something uh, ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta win. Two teams gotta lose a tie, <laughs> or something like that. And, yeah. yeah. Or it's it's just, it's just like you depending on teams that's just not gonna get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in most of these cases, you know, depending on depending on like me and Josh talked about it, the uh, Jaguars and Colts game, and albeit the Jaguars aren't good, and I don't think they're gonna win that game. But if you need the Jags to win, would you really be surprised if they beat the Colts? Because they they division rivals. Yeah. I don't think nobody would be shocked by that. Yeah. But um, anyway, on the NFC side, it's uh, one number one is the San Francisco 49ers with a twelve three record. Uh, the Green Bay Packers back up in that thing with the number two record. Mm -hmm. I know I was critical on them earlier in the season. Uh, then we got the third seed belongs to the Saints, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, four seed, four seeds, the Eagles. Yep. 
And then the uh, fifth seed is Seahawks, and sixth seed is the Vikings. The only one that's undetermined is the fourth seed uh, because the Cowboys have a chance to yeah. be number one in the – what is it, the NFC? Uh, NFC East, yeah. East, if, yeah. The, if the Eagles lose, yeah. Right. But, yeah. yeah, I don't like, – who the Eagles play? Uh, Giants. Yeah, okay. So they yeah. got a good chance to win, and the Cowboys, on the other hand, they play the Redskins. Yeah. They can win that too. That's actually yeah. winnable. Um, but given how the Cowboys have played, we're not putting any stock in the Cowboys. Yeah, that's true. Out this is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that is facts. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, so surprises in terms of what I just laid out. Oh, you want? Uh, yeah, uh, any surprises you had? Yeah, the Forty ers man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I compared to last year. I mean, of course, you know, Garoppolo got hurt. You know, it kind of put a put kind of put a halt to the season. You know, I figured. 49ers were gonna be okay. I didn't see them being what are they twelve and three? Yeah. I didn't I didn't see them being this kind of team. Yeah. This Not do- this soon. Yeah. yeah. Being being this dominant this soon. I mean, right. I mean it's it's coming from everywhere, from the running game to I mean, they went and got Emmanuel Sanders, uh uh Debo Samuel, uh I mean Nick Bosa and Sherman on the other side. I mean, it's just been they've been dominating teams, man. Right, right, and I think that coming out party was against the Browns. You know where Bosa did the, the uh, the flag planted when he, after he sacked mm-hmm. Baker. I mean, it, it's, it's it's really been uh, fun to watch. This is this is right up my alley. I mean, they haven't been blowing teams out. They've been they've been dominating with their running game, with their defense. Man, it's it's, it's been quite a sight to see, man. I, yeah, I didn't see this coming from from them. Not this early, like you said. Yeah, I I mean I knew John Lynch had put some good pieces in place. Mm-hmm. I know Kyle Shanahan's an offensive mastermind, and like you said, they're more of a defensive team. But I know that he not only is he an offensive mastermind, he's he's smart when it comes to putting staffs together too. He he has connections. Obviously, he has connections because his daddy, of course, too. He been I mean he been around the league for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, their defensive coordinator uh, from the Seahawks tree. Robert Saleh, um, I might be saying it wrong, but uh, he used to be our linebackers coach with us. And uh, he's really, when you look at that Seahawks tree, everybody put a lot into that Seahawks tree in terms of the defense and learning from Pete Carroll and how they revolutionized defensive football within the last five years. But none of those defenses are doing good, except mm-hmm. for this one. Yeah. You know? So he really, Robert Saleh has this team doing stuff that the Seahawks aren't doing. They aren't the best team defensively. And they got – you could argue the Seahawks may have – well, I don't want to say they have more stars. I mean, they got clowny, but, uh, y- yeah, I think – They don't have that They don't have that talent in the secondary. Right, like right. So, um, you know, they, obviously they're doing better than uh, the Jaguars who use that scheme as well. They're doing better than Dan Quinn who used that scheme in, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, so, you, you know, that, that's what has really, like Josh said, helped this team to get where they are. In terms of surprises, yeah, I agree with that. Um also, uh, the Ravens. I didn't considering what their offense, how they how effective their offense was last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this uh, dominating the time of possession and just doing what they want to on offense. Yeah, and they flat out out scheming, boys. Yeah, they flat out like it's just certain stuff that they doing with. It's just straight and up scheming. Mark, In- Mark Ingram might have been the biggest free agent pickup mm-hmm. this off season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you know me. I I said in the beginning of the season, I had um, you know, it wasn't so much that because as everybody know, I wanted the Jazz to draft Lamar Jackson. I had clearly had faith in him, but I, it was a matter of 
when was it going to, you know, click for him as a passer? When was he going to take that next big jump as a passer? I didn't think it was going to be this year. I thought it was going to be probably more so 2020. And like I say, but again, going back to the scheme and stuff, Greg Roman has helped him tremendously. That's exactly what I was about to say. This is the same. I mean, this is what we talked about a little bit earlier with Mariota. Mm -hmm. Roman was able to – was willing to adapt to Lamar's play style. Yeah. And I don't even think Lamar – if Lamar – if they put him in a system where he got to drop back and pass, I don't think he would be this kind of quarterback. Right. I don't think he'd be as effective. I don't think he'd be – you know, he's got 30 – Passing touchdowns, don't he? Something, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think he'd be this kind of quarterback, but the scheme that they put Lamar in with, you know, they got, they got Ingram taking the pressure off of him when they need to. They, he's got Mark Andrews, his safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, they went and got Hollywood Brown. Right. It, it, I mean, they they put the perfect pieces around Lamar yeah. to be able to, 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 be able to, to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't I – don't, I don't think it would have worked out if he wouldn't win any other team other right. than the Ravens. I mean, even if he gets drafted by the Jaguars, or you know, yeah, that was that's why they didn't draft him because they didn't want to build around. Yeah. That's the thing. Like that's probably why a lot of teams didn't want to draft him because yeah. they didn't want to, you know, say adapt to him. Yeah. And I mean, Harbaugh even said it, when we drafted him, we knew what was up. We knew we were gonna have to adapt to him. Yeah. Um, and Greg Roman has done that even before now. He's done that tremendously. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, of course, we know. They they went to the Super Bowl with Greg Roman as an offensive coordinator. Just one of the better offensive minds in football. And, I mean, this speaks volumes about the Reagan, Ravens organization. They want to revolutionize football when other teams don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why the Ravens have been consistent as they have been. You know, they – Kudos to Ozzie Newsom. I always say he's the best GM to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Not just of color, but just to do it, period. And, uh, you know, this was, I think that was his last draft when he took Lamar, or was it this year that was his last draft? It was one of his last drafts, though. And, you know, it takes guts when nobody else in the NFL is like, I don't want to adapt to him. I don't, wanna, I don't want that hassle. I don't want that burden. It takes guts. And I guess in Ozzie's case, it's like, look, I'm retiring anyway. But even if he wasn't retiring, he would have did it because he's always revolutionized football with his picks. And it took guts for him to say, hey, we're going to take this young man. We eventually are going to get Joe Flacco out of here. That's basically was the plan. And we're going to adapt to him. And Harbaugh knew that when they drafted him. I mean, obviously, you draft somebody in the first round. You ain't drafting them to sit on the bench too long, maybe a year at yeah. the most at quarterback, but you, yeah. obviously he's your future. And uh, they had the right coordinator to do it. And Greg Roman now is probably going to get a head coaching job yeah. as a result, which he – I mean, you could argue he, he maybe could have got a head coaching job fresh off his stint with the 49ers. Um, but, you know, it kind of ended on – the 49ers, in, in terms of a product, ended on, like, bad terms. I, I don't know. Wait, when Chip Kelly was there, was Roman still there? I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't remember, but um, yeah. But when they were rolling, when the 49ers were rolling with Roman as the coordinator, he really could have been considered. He should have got interviews at mm-hmm. least for an OC job or I'm sorry, a HC job. Then so, um, yeah. Like I'm just happy. I'm just surprised at how fast he's developed. Not so much that he's developed into what he is. I expected him to be a star one day. He's yeah. just doing it way quicker than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um. The Bills. That's another one yeah. for me. Um, yeah. They, it's, it's nothing flashy about the Bills, man. They just, 
they are this just I don't want to call them basic and they got Josh Allen as their quarterback. Yeah. They remind me of the Jaguars when they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Josh Allen, I'm gonna come out and say it now, man. Josh Allen probably ain't the answer, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna always have to it's what they're gonna they're gonna learn like the Jaguars learn. You're gonna always have to build around him to the point where it's like we gotta have this elite defense for him. Uh, we have to have this elite running game or just these all of these elite pieces around him. He's not going to necessarily elevate the Bills. But to say that I thought they would make the playoffs this year, I definitely did not. No. So <laughs> I got to give him kudos for that. Yeah. And, um, you know, when, in, in Allen's defense, when they need him to step up, he has stepped up for the most part, Um, you know. But we'll see what the future holds for him. Uh, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks where it's like he's going to get up godly amount of money one day and you're gonna have to sit there and wonder like is josh allen just this good is josh allen 100 million dollars good uh like we were saying about mariota but a lot of a lot of mariota's thing was the scheme of mm-hmm. course but you these are decisions you have to make down the road with quarterbacks now yeah you know what i'm saying i think easily the ravens aren't gonna have trouble paying lamar jackson in terms of like the decision factor into it Easily they could do it. Patrick Mahomes, easy decision to pay him the godly. Con- I think the the contract he's looking at is like two hundred million, bro. I, it's it's crazy beyond me. Don't even ask me how you concoct a deal like that in the NFL and and not screw up your salary cap. But the Chiefs are probably gonna have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, man, like Josh Allen is one of these guys. Like especially with that Mahomes contract coming up. Like, he, of course, he probably shouldn't make more than Mahomes, but you're going to have to pay him in the ballpark of that because it's always a next man up league, and that's going to be an issue for the Bills. Yeah. We'll see, man. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect the Bills to be this team. Also, then again, people say this about the Jaguars with Blake Bortles to necessarily make a lot of noise in the playoffs, but the fact that they got there is still good in itself, I think. Uh, that speaks for their coach. Uh, I forget his name. From he came from the McDermott. Carolina Panthers. It's McDermott, right? McDermott. Yeah. Um. You know, lunch pail. Uh. No nonsense. Straight old school type of coach. It's good to see that kind of football still being able to flourish in today's modern day age. So, yeah. um, I think that was a surprise for me. Uh, any disappointments? Any disappointment? I mean, we talked yeah, about I mean, our teams. Yeah. But, well, um, mine wasn't a disappointment. It was more of an expectation. But yeah, uh, I'm disappointed in the Cowboys, man. Yeah. From, from, yeah, they I'm, should be way dude. They. I'm not a fa- I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, but the talent the Dallas Cowboys have at every position. Double digit team win. Yeah. From I mean, that defense especially. I mean, I'm not really a believer in Dak, but I mean, you got Zeke, you got Amari, you got Michael Gallup. Right. Uh, they should be the Bills right now. Yeah. You got Jarwin, uh, the offensive line, Demarcus Lawrence. They overpaid him. Well, they ain't overpaying him, but he ain't showed up yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where he's been, but he ain't been playing football. And now y'all messing with my team coins because Yannick <laughs> Ngakwe want a contract like Demarcus Lawrence. And Demarcus Lawrence ain't even playing to his contract. Oh. Good, good job, Jerry Jones. Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying Ngakwe don't deserve the contract. What I'm saying is – Hell, he deserve it more than not that I think he deserve it more than Lawrence do. Probably. Yeah. 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 But, but the, yeah. Like I said, the talent that the Dallas Cowboys have, I still don't know. I still don't understand. I keep going back to this. I talked to Phil about this before when I was down in Jacksonville. Every time I watch the Jets on TV, 
I do not know how the Dallas Cowboys went to the New York and got their ass whooped like that. The New York Jets? The New York oh, Jets. Oh, no, no, bro. Sam, go see and Darnold? Come and on, it, bro. It was, it was his first game back. I'm like, I don't understand how you go up to New York and you got the division on lock. The Eagles are struggling at this time. Mm-hmm. All they have is Robbie Anderson. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. I mean, Le'Veon Bell ain't even playing good. Well, he ain't got the line. But they, it ain't like they, they have the line to run block for Le'Veon Bell nope. or pass protect for Sam Darnold. That defense should have ran them boys all the way to they, where, where they play East Rutherford. They should have ran them boys all the way to freaking Yonkers somewhere or, or, or Brooklyn somewhere. And it, it just made no sense. I looked at that game and I was just baffled by how the Cowboys looked. And, and you got Jerry Jones who keep holding on to – I'm about to go into Stephen A. Smith mode. <laughs> That keep holding on to Jason Garrett, okay? And I understand, I understand he has an offensive mindset. And, you know, he Jason Garrett is a bright mind, don't get me wrong. But the fact that Jerry Jones want to hold on to him to prove everybody that he's right, and he's costing this team yeah. that should be a 10-win team. Mm-hmm. He's costing himself money, really. I mean, well, it's the Cowboys. They're going to get money regardless. They can win one game. They're still going to make bank. But yeah. That's, that might be the problem, why Jerry Jones is so stubborn and feel like he could do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But get Jason Garrett up out of there, man. Get him yeah. out of there, man. Yeah. Get him out of there. I don't know if you got to make Norton. I think it's Norton that's their defensive uh, coordinator. If you got to make him your head coach or, or get, Any, anybody else. Go, man. Go get, just, get go a homeboy from uh, we just talked about, Rule from Baylor. Yeah. Go get, go get somebody other than Jason Garrett. I mean, I know it's been talks to them – I don't like Urban Meyer. I don't like him, but I mean, get somebody that is not named Jason Garrett. Yeah. Okay. This, how long he been there? Oh, it's been like, was it 2012? Something like yeah. That? It's, that's been a, ridiculous. it's been a while. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just get him out of that, man. You wasting your time, Jared Jones. You really are. Um, I don't know when it's going to slap you in the face, but time, the time has come. Cause you got a very talented team and you should a be. Very, they might be the most talented team in the NFC. They should be they they of a Super Bowl caliber in terms of talent. They should at least have one. You know, I'm almost to the point. Now I'm never gonna. I'm probably never gonna get to this point because I'm a Giants fan. Right. I'm almost to the point where I want to see them win it just so everybody, you know, just so they can get over the hump. Just, mm-hmm. just so they can get this monkey out there. And back. shut up, Stephen A. Smith, who we yeah. just talked about. Like <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the ESPN talk about the Cowboys failing. Yeah. Start. Having some success, damn yeah, it. I'm, like, start, I'm starting to feel bad for him, man. Yeah. Like, it's just. Well, I the, mean, I'm tired of turning on my TV and listening to. Like, if, if you're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys on all these big networks, I want to hear about them winning. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing about them losing. They're like, oh, well, they didn't get enough out of Dak and they didn't get enough out of this person. Like, for, for what they were in the 90s, I, I remember back in the 90s, the Cowboys were so good that, I mean, you know, of course we had the Falcons, but. Right. With any video game I play, whether it be Tecmo Bowl or Madden, yeah. I always, <laughs> yeah. I always chose a Cowboy. I think because Dion was on the team, yeah. Emmett, you know, Michael Irvin, you know, I always chose a Cowboy. Yeah, and now it's just man, it's 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 really. I mean, they they might have that same kind of talent, you know, uh, maybe now. Well, more so on the defense, and they got talent on offense, but still, yeah. they got a lot of talent on that team. They should at least have one by now, man. They should at least be. It should at least been to the Super Bowl at least once with the kind of talent that they raked up over the years. I don't get it, man. What, and what I don't really understand about it is Jerry Jones makes the draft picks, right? And his sons yeah. make the draft picks. Okay, so if you making the draft picks and you raking, if you, Jerry Jones, 
and I hate to admit this, are bringing in all of this elite talent and Jason Garrett isn't getting the best out of that talent. What are you doing your job for? What are you the owner for? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't it, get it. They, they they even reloaded, Jay. They they had a they had a team. They had Romo. They had Demarco Murray, where he led the league in rushing. He almost went two thousand yards, right? Mm. He he yeah. got close. They had Dez Bryant. They had Jason Witten in his prime, and they couldn't they couldn't even make it to the Super Bowl. They reloaded. They got it. They got their quarterback again. Right. They got Ezekiel. They went and got Amari Cooper, and they they still can't do it. I don't know how many chances one team could get, man. Uh, in this decade, <laughs> Jesus man. Uh, but yeah, that's the Cowboys rant for today. Uh, <laughs> on to the next topic. Uh, somebody who's very familiar with the Cowboys, by the way, and that is uh, Tom Coughlin. As I said, we'll get into a Jacksonville-related topic, not because I cover the team, but it's it's just one of the biggest topics that's um that's been on the um the the news feed. So uh, that be saying that being said, Tom Coughlin was relieved of his duties by Shad Khan, uh, not this Wednesday, but last Wednesday. And um, he is out as executive vice president of football operations. Um, that Those of you who listen to our podcast, the Jazz Den podcast, know me, Jacob, and Phil, feel like this should have been done last year. In fact, I wrote an article last December mm-hmm. saying that they should have cleaned house. And we on the, like almost on the year anniversary, past the year anniversary of that article now. And shotgun kept him. And everything I said that what happened in that article came true. Mm-hmm. And everybody called me crazy. And everybody's like, oh, no, he's a disciplinarian. And he's got Super Bowl rings. And my argument was, yeah, he got Super Bowl rings as a coach. It's different in the front office. And here we are. Um, but what me and Josh wanted to talk on in particular is what got us to this point. And that's the uh, grievances that came out last week uh, from the NFLPA uh, and it was also noted that the Jaguars are accountable for 25% of the league's grievances. That's a damn shame in itself, and I'm disgusted at that fact in, in itself. Um, but they account for 25% of the grievances filed by the NFL. Um, one of the most notable ones, or well, it was two that came out last week, and uh, or at least was reported. It might be even more than that. Dante Fowler. Uh, says or he um, filed a grievance because the Jaguars wrongfully took seven hundred, what uh, over seven hundred thousand dollars from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Over that's a, people. That's a lot of money. Man. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that he got, um, he's having he, a happy holiday though <laughs> after getting that back. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they took that from him for not rehabbing at the Jags facility. As we all know, the CBA on the off season at least. Uh, you're allowed to rehab wherever you want mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, it's your, it's your time, and that's what they negotiated in the CBA. So typically, I mean, I have a little knowledge of this. What they do is, like, say, you you know, you're a player that want to go home. You know, you're not from Jacksonville. Let's just say you're from uh, North Carolina. You go home, North Carolina, You uh, but before you go, you tell the team doctors, hey, I want to rehab at home in North Carolina. I'm going home to see my family. That's why I'm going to work out and train and this, that, and the other. They'll find somewhere to rehab in North Carolina. You may have to travel a little bit to the, a neighboring city or whatever the case may be. But it is not mandatory that you rehab at the Jacksonville Jaguars facility, which is what Tom Coughlin was finding people for. Mm. Not rehabbing at the Jacksonville Jaguars facility. Dude, I mean, that just shows how much you just want to control people uh, to a ridiculous degree. All right. 
Um, the other grievance, and I'm um, let Josh chime in after this, it came at the hands of Leonard Fournette, who uh, was inactive because of an ankle injury for last year's season finale against the Houston Texans. Um, him and TJ Yeldon actually were inactive. Tom Coughlin fined them. Don't remember the amount. I think it was like 95000 or something like that. Still a lot of money mm-hmm. by our standards. Um, not nearly as much as Dante, but... Uh, yeah, he was fine for being inactive, um, for sitting on the bench and uh, acting in a way that is unbecoming of a Jaguar, as, as Tom Coughlin put it. But the fact of the matter was, he was if he was inactive and he was inactive for an injury, uh, you can't find somebody a paycheck for that because ultimately you sat because of an injury. Yeah. Regardless of what you did and how you looked on the bench and how uninterested in the game you look or whatever the case may be, the moment the team basically put you down on the inactives list for an ankle injury, that means you get a paycheck, basically. Because you're not inactive because of something ridiculous, like you didn't just come to the game or whatever the case may be. You're inactive because of an injury. So that being said, um, Josh, how do you feel on all of this stuff that has come to the light about Tom Coughlin? Because me and you, I mean, we we had a great deal of, uh, you know, Discussions. Discussions about Tom Coughlin. Not only that, but like me and you, our teams have had to do like dealings with Tom Coughlin. You, I mm-hmm. mean, he coached your Giants. He coached the Jaguars previously, and he was the EVP now and was fired for it. Uh, what, how do you feel about this whole matter? Well, a couple of things. One, it's embarrassing. Straight it's, up uh, embarrassing. It's, it's sad. It's it's shameful. It's It it gives you the 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 – perspective from the players and how they were feeling like how they were feeling like they were he was basically a tyrant and he was trying to do you know like you said control whatever whatever he could control right um whatever he wanted to control and it just seemed you know of course you know, people want to get on Jalen for you know how he acted but mm-hmm. um I understand where Jalen was coming from if this is the this is what he had to put up right. with on a day to day basis, yeah. you know, maybe. I mean, he said to himself, "You're not gonna talk to me this way." Like yeah. that's what you know, he, part of. And was. like the interview that he gave was it with Stephen ESPN. A? Yeah, with um, I think it was with uh, what's his name, um, Jeff Darlington. Yeah, with ESPN. And then, you know, Jalen. Oh no, not was it Jeff? It, it might have been Darlington, or it might have been. Um, it was an ESPN analyst though. Yeah, yeah, and you know. When people give interviews, you know, sometimes, you know, you kind of pick and choose what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's just how people say it and you be like, ah, oh, well. Right. You know, you, you can only believe half of what you hear, you know. Mm-hmm. But hearing what Jalen said and now this report coming out of the percentage of grievances that, you know, were like from the Jaguars alone. Right. It, you know, it makes Jalen. lines up. Yeah. It makes Jalen. uh seem 100% believable. Mm-hmm. And I can understand, you know, where he was coming from. I, you know, I wouldn't have, I don't agree with some of what he did or how he, you know, acted. Yeah, yeah. The, again, the maturity is what we talked about. Like, yeah. he wasn't the most mature dude about it. And one thing I want to chime in on that is, I've always think, like, both parties, like, w- were wrong in that situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, Tom Coughlin, I could, and I can wholeheartedly believe Tom Coughlin did contribute to chasing him off mm-hmm. but yeah that wasn't gonna work out anyway yeah. and in, in the back of my mind 
I used to think that Jalen would stay because if you just simple fact of money, paying yeah. him, making him the highest paid cornerback. Yeah. But the more and more like we got through his tenure, I, I, I've always felt now, like at least when this happened with him and Tom Coughlin, uh, that he, in the back of his mind, he always wanted to go anyway. And that this kind of just heightened it with, you know, this just was the icing on the cake for him to want to go. But I've, now I think about it, I think he's going to be another Deion Sanders. Jumping from team to team, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't think that the the best way I could put it, Jacksonville was Hollywood enough for him, you know. And I don't, I don't think he's gonna be around with the Rams. But that's another story for another time because they just don't have the cap space or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I seriously think he's just gonna be a guy that just hops around from team to team. But like you said, yes, uh, to your credit. I agree about the friction he had with Tom Coughlin. That would chase me off too. And I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. Like one thing I'm a pet peeve of mine is you ain't finna talk to me any kind of way. I, so when he said that, that struck a chord with me. I was like, yeah, yeah I can understand that. You but know, on the other side, like what I was saying before the story came out, you know how some, uh, you know how some of us are like, we'll take almost anything. If we're, if we're in a certain state of mind, we'll take almost anything is disrespect. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll try to like what Richard Sherman did with Baker, where he took, where he almost fabricated a story. Well, he did fabricate a story. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to get the, you know, just right. just to give him an edge. You know, mm-hmm. so, and I was thinking maybe in Jalen because we saw how Jalen was on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. We see, we see how uh, irritated he was. I was thinking maybe, you know, it was something that Coughlin might have. You know, it wasn't nothing major, but you know, Jalen, right. Jalen, yeah, Jalen made it major just for the sake of making it major, right. just well, so he can make it. That wasn't the case this time, yeah. probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, the fans' credit when it first happened, I will give our fans credit. It was like, look, shotgun, Jalen Ramsey wanted to leave, and if you got to choose between Jalen Ramsey and Tom Coughlin, we choosing to get Tom Coughlin kicked the fuck up out of here, man. Yeah. Like, so like the fans did vouch for him at first. Yeah. It's just when he had that press conference afterwards and how he left. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, another thing, he ain't really helping himself off the field in, in um, with the Rams either in terms of us thinking that he always been whining from the get-go. The whole thing with Marcus Peters, like, you you acting like he like 40-year-old trainers can hold you back from Marcus Peters. If you wanted to get to Marcus Peters, you'd get to him. Yeah, You know, you ain't about that life. Quit acting. That's that's where our fan, Jazz fans are now. It's like, uh, and you know, like you you see the scene, like I know you've seen it. It's the video where he's in the tunnel of uh, the Rose Bowl or whatever they call it now, and like the trainers are still pushing him into the locker room. All of the players are walking past him, ignoring him. Like he he really is a circus. Like Todd Gurley walked right past him, made no like just ignored him. Yeah. Like quit acting, dude. Like dude, like I said, two forty year old trainers are holding you back. You all the way in the tunnel now. You doing this for cameras because yeah. we all know Marcus, Marcus Peters will whoop your. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's be f- quite frank about it. It's a if I'm making a top five list of people in the league that will swing on you, he's one of them. Mm-hmm. He might be number one. If like again, well, uh, we know who's number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do actually. <laughs> it's well, it's it's something we could put in that top three, man. Oh man, we. Oof. Uh, perfect could go in there somewhere, you yeah. know. Um, my man's from the Steelers could go in there. Uh, uh that's one the helmet. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, not the Steelers, the, the, Browns, the Cleveland yeah. Browns. Yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. But um, Marcus Peters is atop that list. Yeah. Marcus Peters tried to fight a fan one day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, he he, he invited a fan to come on the field. 
Jalen didn't want no smoke with that man. Mm-hmm. And that's where Jags fans have uh, developed their dislike for him. And that might be his undoing in, in with the Rams. It's like they might not want that circus, man. Go on to Dallas and do all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you might end up. I, well, he and then again, he said he'll never play for Dallas because mm. he's mad that they ain't trapped him. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me. Like, they throw that money at him and won't oh, surprise Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. It's sickening. It's disgusting. Back on Tom Coughlin. And it's – it's well not, well, not so much even for Tom Coughlin, but, you know, well, you know, you heard the uh, news about how players were telling – uh, free agents not to go to Jack, mm-hmm. not to come to Jacksonville. I mean, it's a, it's all, it's a mess. Yeah, a, a damn, uh, um, a bon, a, what you call it? What kind of fire? Uh, a furnace bonfire? A, not a bonfire. Um, dumpster fire is oh, what yeah, I was yeah. looking for. A dumpster yeah, yeah. fire, man. And you know, it looks bad on Shad Khan's part too, because like that means you ain't watching the team enough to catch on to this stuff. Like that makes you know, yeah, you fired him, and then by the way, you fired him kind of late. But this made me question Shad Khan too. Yeah. You, are you not watching your franchise enough to to know that you're violating the CBA? And I mean, I know you if you're an owner that wants your money and don't want to be giving your money out to legal lawsuits and, and, and grievances, you need to be in tune with this kind of stuff. And you hired Tom Coughlin, by the way. So yeah. you just as much to blame as he is, it's in make, my opinion. And it's gonna make me even question him even more if he don't get get rid of Caldwell Amaron. Yeah, well, see, and I had this discussion too. Yeah, he should, and and I don't, I don't necessarily want to tie those those two, and and you might not be doing this either. Tie those two into what Coughlin was doing, right? Because I mean, Marone, Marone has definitely changed that, and this is part of why he's staying. He's changed his approach mm-hmm. in terms of how you know, like the first time, uh, the first year he was their head coach, they had this hard, strenuous, strict Tom Coughlin training camp, right? But Marone saw how the players were complaining and, like, the injury situation. And Marone has really – Tom Coughlin has made Marone develop into a player's coach, mm-hmm. as crazy as that sound. Now Doug Marone and the players have come out and vouched for him, and this is why he probably is keeping his job. Players are coming out to say, hey, Doug has communicated with us through this Tom Coughlin mess. And he's basically – I mean, all the reports basically have all but said it, but they basically are hinting at this – Doug Marone was the one that basically the co- the players would come to, and it's like Doug Marone would say, just kind of sit it out. You know, we I don't know if he'll be here much longer. Basically, in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. you know, we let's let's tough this out. I hear you. Um, you know, I'm gonna do my best to not make this a dictatorship on Tom Coughlin's part. So, long story short, he's changed his approach. The, the training camp they had this year was less strenuous. They appreciated that, too. He he even moved the um training camp to the mornings so they won't be out in the afternoon in 90. You know how hot it yeah. get. He moved that. You know, Jalen Ramsey even said, I appreciate that. Leonard Fournette said it last week, man. Like, I appreciate Doug and what he's done in terms of a communicator. So, you know, it seems like he was he strayed away from Tom Coughlin's ways. And as for Caldwell, Caldwell really, again, I agree that you – what you're saying he needs to be fired because of what his body of work. Yeah. What he's done before. Right. Right. But in terms of like the people that out there that want to tie him to Tom Coughlin and, you know, I even might be guilty of this too. You know, I I feel like maybe, you know, Caldwell may have known, you know, some things about how Coughlin was going about business and maybe could have done so. But then I thought about it. Like if Tom Coughlin is your boss, what can you do? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Dave Caldwell's from the new school. He knows the CBA better than Tom Coughlin. It wouldn't surprise me if he came out and said, like, hey, Tom, like, this is a violation of the CBA. And Tom kept doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you know, this is going this to cause a grievance. Well, I, I, like, I, like you said, I don't want to tell him. I'm not saying so much tie them to Tom Coughlin. Right. You know, from what you said about Marone, you know, the players want, you know, plays vouching for him, you know, mm-hmm. they should keep him around. But the track record alone from Caldwell, separate from Tom Coughlin, yeah. I exactly. think, I think should be enough for him to, you know, Blake get Bortles. Yeah, get the axe, man. <laughs> Tav- uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name in Florida? Tavon? Tavon Bryan? Yeah. 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 Me and you, that disappointment there. Um, and I thought he was coming along actually this year. He actually was playing good mid season, but he's, I mean, he's just, he looks average now. But yeah, you're right. Um, Blake Bortles, most notably. Yeah. And the stubbornness to move away from Blake Bortles, which is partly Tom Coughlin's fault, because Tom Coughlin ultimately the one that gave him the extension. Yeah. But the fact that Dave Caldwell was in his ear, you would have to think he was in his ear. We need to hold on to Blake one more year to get this extension. You set the franchise back that way. If you, my bone with Dave has always been, he should have just known when to cut his losses because Shad Khan is clearly a patient owner. We, You know, we said what we just said about him and what he knew maybe possibly about the Tom Coughlin situation, but one thing we can't say is he's not patient. Yeah, Caldwell's been there for eight years, since 2012. Um, Gus Bradley stayed there longer than he should have. Uh, who else? Uh, Doug Marone, we were calling for his head last year. He's being patient with Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. He's a patient owner. And I think he would have been patient with uh, with Tom Coughlin or, I'm sorry, Dave Caldwell had Dave just said, hey, I fucked up on Blake Bortles, okay? And he had a chance to do so, and he had a chance to get, and this is what will always be in the minds of Jazz fans and hurt them. He had a chance to draft Patrick Mahomes. He had a chance to draft Deshaun Watson, who supposedly, by the way, they were high on, Yeah. by the way, uh, reportedly. Um, and they had a chance to get Lamar Jackson. And then what did you just talk about? Taven Bryant. We got Taven Bryant instead. So that alone right there, you're right. I would give I, I would fling his to Gainesville personally. That's just me though. Send him down to AT and uh the St. Augustine. <laughs> Send him down to St. Augustine to the outlets, bro. <laughs> In my opinion. But uh so yeah, I mean that was just some of the things on our mind. In terms of the latest in topics, um, a good show, nonetheless, man. Because yeah. it's been so long, man. We had to provide y'all with a quality show. So, uh, that being said, we're gonna wrap it up. Josh, anything you want to plug or talk about, or um, anything that you got on your mind that you want to let the people know before the show ends? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think pretty much. Like I said, I'm excited for this bowl season. Uh, I want to see these uh, college football playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, like like I said, it's, it's eventually they're gonna have to go. Well, it's another topic for another day. But you know, I want to see the expansion of the college football playoffs. But I do too. Not like a big ex. Like some people ask for like a 16 team. No, we only need about eight. Yeah, we can we can even do six. Like you know, get, yeah, get two it. more. Yeah. Yeah. Get a top two or buy or something like that, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, me, uh, like I say, Black Monday coming up, we'll do a pod on that, hopefully. Do a um we hell, we might even record a Christmas Day podcast on y'all. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? 
I mean, if Josh come over here tomorrow, <laughs> well, why not, man? I'm man. also interested in uh, seeing where, where Rivera might go because he's got a lot left in the team, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, he'll find a job. Don't get me wrong. I think with Rivera, what may scare some teams away, the teams that use analytics. Yeah. And he ain't that, well, supposedly he ain't an analytics guy. So, you know, like, that's kind of the new wave of football now. But, dude, it's Rivera. He'll find, like, Oh yeah, he'll yeah. find work. Yeah. And then, I mean, not only that, but this is another topic for next year: Cam Newton, man, and his future. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, he said he don't want to go anywhere, so I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, load him up with free bow jangles, you know, <laughs> <laughs> free free uh, uh, what they call them tailgaters box. Yeah, on on the people on the fans, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I think he will be somewhere next year, but I just. It's hard to like envision Cam somewhere that's not. We've seen him there so long, man. But well, the Panthers still don't have their quarterback, so I mean, unless they're gonna go in the draft, right? I mean, Kyle Allen really didn't work out for him, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's facts. That's facts. But yeah. one place I did, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm getting off topic. Let me wrap <laughs> this up. One place I did envision him going is the Bears, uh, and Allen Robinson just wasting his career away. Even though he he did good in fantasy for me, but mm-hmm. you know, with Cam Newton, it's a whole different dynamic. Hopefully we can send Nick Foles over there though instead of <laughs> get get that off our books that contract. Uh, so yeah, um, in terms of me, like I said, Black Monday coming up, we might do a Black Monday pod. But of course, I'll have to be watching the Jags as well, who might not fire anybody. That'll make my job easier. But um, if they do, we'll be ready because we need some changes. Um, we'll see about that. Um, we'll also be uh, me and Phil working on a project, a podcast project, which. Um, we'll share with y'all at a later time. Um, it, big, big project at that. And uh, aside from that, that's pretty much it. We'll probably do one of um, Josh pods later down the road, too, for um, the uh, Yellow Label pod as well, definitely, because it's some pop culture stuff out there. and just, I mean, just other stuff in general we could talk about as well, so be on the lookout for that. But busy, more, busy month. One more thing. Congratulations to Eli, man. He got his last home win. Yeah. Uh this is the last week, yeah. They, I believe in Eli. <laughs> <laughs> and he went over. And I, I actually turned the game on because I, I I didn't realize the game went in overtime. But mm. the performance, well, not my bad. That's Daniel Jones played that game. I'm talking about the game before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't remember who they played though. But shout out to Eli, man. He got his last home win in front of the New York faithful man. I'm I'm, I'm happy out, for him, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds. I would think he he'll retire because he don't want to play nowhere else. I yeah, think. he ain't got no he ain't got nothing left anyway. I think yeah. was, I think that was his perfect. You know, other than you know winning the Super Bowl, but right. Yeah, that's yeah. a what a good way to roll out if you Eli. But yeah. um, yeah, we'll have tons and tons of content coming up in the future. So and then until next time, everybody be easy and once again happy holidays. I guess we can do a podcast. You ever heard of Queezus? They take like the Yeezus album and they make it into a Christmas album. No. I bet you that's dope though. Actually, I think about that. <laughs>